0: Welcome to this new episode of The Just Generation. This is part two of a two part conversation between Youth Council members, Duncan Chalmers and Reverend Solko, and PWRDF's Humanitarian Response Coordinator, Naba Gurung. In this episode, Naba will be sharing about how PWRDF responds to the humanitarian needs within Canada in emergency situations. In our previous episode, we just learned about PWRDF's international response mm. to um, disaster and emergencies, um, but now we're sort of interested in um, our sort of Canadian mm. domestic response and maybe comparing and contrasting those things. So mm. maybe to start now, but could you just sort of outline the key differences between our international and domestic responses to disaster mm. approach and the types of things we're responding to? Uh,
1: yes, Robin, uh, thank you again. I think there are a number of similarities, uh, but also a number of uh, distinctions between uh, international disaster response and and the domestic disaster response that PWRDF engages with. Um, so you started with the distinctions. In terms of distinctions, um, one of the things in Canada is we have a lot of capacity here uh, in terms of three levels of government. So, our municipal governments, our provincial and territorial government, the federal government, they have this mechanism in one way or another to respond, and a lot of capacity and resources there. We have a number of civil society organizations that respond, that, that engage with our vulnerable communities. Uh, on ongoing basis, and then we have strong private sectors as well. So, uh, so that is a big distinction in terms of capacity and resources in Canada that exists in Canada that does not exist in many many uh, developing countries where uh, there's famine-like situation uh In several places, famine is not declared because it's political, and in many cases, the host government wouldn't want to you know to right. come that out, but we know humanitarian agencies know there is such situation that exists uh, for example, one project that we are doing about to do with again Pro Bank and Canadian government support uh, with our also equity being massed in fangak of south sudan where this partners know the situation exists it's complex humanitarian crisis is there there as we discussed earlier a number of protracted uh, humanitarian crises that exist so fortunately in canada there is this high level of literacy high level of resources and capacity both within the government outside of the government in civil society and private sector
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's one
0: you talked uh, about sort yeah. of the importance of partnerships yeah the partnerships yeah. look different in canada yeah. Yeah. than they do internationally mm-hmm. that's
1: correct um again in principle the principle and value of partnership uh, remain similar mm-hmm. so uh, again uh uh peter Vardif, uh, Throughout the history of PwD, it is not an implementing agency. So it is true in Canada as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, only uh, difference is in over overseas, it's mostly uh, specialized humanitarian organizations. It may be affiliated with church, but they have there are church branches right? like like specialized in relief and development. In some cases, it could be diocese, but in many cases, it's a uh, uh, specialized branch within the church bodies overseas. Here uh, we do not have such uh, such bodies. Peter blood, yeah, right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> then at the diocese level we don't have that. I mean yeah. dioceses may have some outreach committees, I guess, or some other, but there's the probably probably maybe there may not there were not as many Humanitarian crises, so yes. maybe diocese—that might be one of the reasons diocese didn't create such bodies. But diocesan offices, I have realized have their own ongoing workload, like pieces of work or, or priorities yes. of work, right? So I know, and humanitarian crises, disaster, and and humanitarian disasters, as we were discussing earlier, have been in. An in increase in number here, right? In, yeah. in terms of frequency and in terms of intensity, it's coming up. So maybe it's becoming, as we said earlier, it's becoming kind of new normal here too. So perhaps if this is an area our dioceses may give some thought uh, in in future. Uh, but that's the uh, in terms of values, we want as much as possible work with and through the diocese or the agencies identified by the diocese and it? so it's not necessary for PWRDF to to be engaged in all canadian uh, domestic disasters but when anglicans are affected or when anglican churches or anglicans want us a pwrd or uh, an anglican response there then there is some engagement here but again through Diocese or an agency identified by the diocese. Yeah. So, but, but the values remain same. Like uh, again, uh, because of the capacity here, what's the gap? Like we don't want the duplication of our resources. Yeah, going to us. So, what where we can as Peter Lord, can make the most difference? Where our resources can be utilized in the best way possible, where, where is the gap? So the, the guiding principle mm-hmm. is, uh, whether it's internationally or in Canada, it's mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. to see the gap, to make sure it's, it, there's no duplication, to make sure our resources go where it should go mm-hmm. and where it can be most effective.
2: Mm-hmm. So for some listeners that are maybe unfamiliar, PWRDF was actually born out of a response to a domestic disaster here mm-hmm. in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naba, I wonder if you could touch upon a bit of the history of domestic response in Canada. Maybe touch upon, you know, that first disaster, and then you know, maybe some mm-hmm. key disasters that a PWRDF has responded to over the years up until the present. perhaps.
1: Yeah, I think it, that is it, is uh, it is uh, a kind of. Uh, I don't know the English term, but it's PWRD born in the, was born in the, through the uh, response in domestic to mm-hmm. a domestic disaster, and I think in 1950s. But then now it's bringing us so in Atlantic Canada, for example, and it's now in the due to Fiona. It's bringing us, after more than 60 years, it's bringing us back to Atlantic
2: Canada, full circle, yeah, circle. Because yeah. the first yeah. disaster was yeah. like the Spring Hill mine. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
1: Then now we are consulting with the dioceses in uh, another diocesan rep too, um, Chris, Chris Farrow, uh, through him and also the bishops uh, in the region. We're consulting um, how best to respond there. I think there's already some donations that have come in more than 20,000. And so, yeah, it's interesting uh, in chat also, but this has come uh, full circle there. Um, so, uh, so in, in the most recent years, uh, in my days in PWR, we had responded to uh, the slave Lake f- fire wildfire in 2011 uh, in in Alberta uh, in 2013 there was massive flood in Calgary you might recall uh, and so there was Diocese of Calgary uh, responding uh, again partnering with PWRDF and then in 2015-16 in Fort McMurray, that was there was a massive and it caused displacement as well, massive displacement, um, about 88,000 people. Uh, And so, and then two parishes were directly affected in in Fort McMurray, uh, and then they they were engaged in a lot of activities uh, in relief and recovery. Uh, And then the fires in bc since 2017 and the Lytton fire and the flood in uh, last year in bc so i think the number as we said earlier the number of disaster the the frequency and the intensity is uh, increasing and then recent one is fiona in atlantic canada right Right. so that's happening that has just happened so i think in 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 canada also at the government level there's uh, this reflection going on more and more there's uh, increasingly canadian armed forces being deployed having yeah. to be deployed uh there's uh, beyond canadian red right cross the government is has is allocating more recovery funds to other departments within the government or in the provinces so in the us there's uh, a specialized agency called at the federal level called fema i think you are familiar with that mm-hmm. the federal emergency management authority um i wouldn't be surprised if canada would canadian government would come up with such uh, structure or mechanism to respond to uh, domestic disasters because of again this new normal uh, like you said in in your area duncan uh, lit an fire and um, The flood followed by flood. and then fire again, and just uh, earlier this week, I, I, I dial in uh, the um, territory of people, uh, Anglicans, there, and uh, I was uh, speaking with the executive assistant of the uh, Bishop Jane, and she was mentioning uh, she, she had a family, uh, family who was displaced by fire, a liton fire. They made a they I think made or bought a house somewhere in the region, and then was affected again by the fire this year. Yeah. So there's uh, in this is uh, very frequent. The double or triple displacements happen in in uh, least developed countries. It is it's, it is a normal in humanitarian scene that people displaced not only once but again and again and again in Sri Lanka too. I've seen many and heard people people's stories of multiple displacements, and that might be coming here in Canada too. So, yeah.
0: That's interesting because you said, you know, the difference, one of the considerations here, which is a consideration internationally as well, but unique sort of in the way it presents here is sort of the gap in the need, right? We have more capacity here, the governments are... um, far more, you know, have far more resources. Mm -hmm. But now that there's such an increase in like a Mm -hmm. consistent regularity of these Mm climate-related disasters Mm -hmm. that are affecting all kinds of populations, there is, that gap is sort of widening, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's more room for PWRDF Mm -hmm. to intervene and more Anglicans Mm -hmm. are being exposed to Mm -hmm. this type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, well,
2: and these disasters kind of exacerbate one another, like you said, yeah. you know, yeah. multiple displacements. Yeah. So for example, with the BC, yeah, you know, fire has and that compromises the soil integrity, yeah. increases erosion, which mm. causes you know increased flooding risk. And mm. So these yeah. things are very interconnected. Yeah, they, interconnected. You know, yeah. A lot of it is based on we're altering the climate and mm. making more vulnerable. And true. And yeah. The true. system's approach is mm. really important. Mm. Yeah, definitely definitely gaps, like we fly in firefighters from... Mm all Australia over the country yeah, yeah. in like, the united states yeah get bad yeah. Yeah. you just don't have the capacity yeah. to yeah. address some of these true growing climate yeah. disasters here yeah. in canada yeah. Mm. Yeah. it's
0: very interesting those are sorts of things that you think about in other countries and sort of are sending money and resources mm. to mm. other places and mm then it happens in your own backyard. Yeah. It's a bit of a wake-up call, I guess. I wonder, Nava, mm.
2: you know, in responding to these disasters mm. over mm. the years mm. with Pwrdf mm. has, has the organization learned any key lessons? Or maybe have you learned any key lessons mm. of things that we've maybe done that weren't the most effective and adapted mm. next time?
1: I think domestically speaking, we have uh, come with a little bit of, uh, we call it guideline, uh, that came out of um, the Fort McMurray response. Um, so even in Canada, it the response takes time. We would think it would be quicker here, but uh, Fort McMurray took three to five years uh, for, recovery right wow. so yeah and so there's one lesson the other is there's a little bit of guideline on how pwrf and dioceses can work together the uh, the guideline was developed and also uh draft was shared with the bishops and diocesan reps and is now on the it's a living document still is on the PWRF website mm-hmm. it was developed in 2018 and we did a few webinars with diocesan reps and whoever they could bring uh, who might be interested about how pwrd and Diocesan can work dioceses can work together so i facilitated a few webinars on that and one of the things in terms of arrangement uh, that pwrd has done recently is the gift agreement so when we work with uh in the CRA term the qualified donors
0: mm-hmm. so
1: again they registered charitable organizations the dioceses are there some Paris, i think parishes are too so in those cases uh there's this again another technical term like direction and control thing so that is that is that rest on the dioceses, right that so we so we and not to use the full funding agreement that we would do with international partners, but it's a gift agreement. So, few few points of how we work together, but then the reporting and everything we wouldn't necessarily ask everything to to the diocese because the responsibility lies in there because they are. Uh, already a charitable organization. So we right. came up with this gift agreement arrangement to facilitate. So this facilitates quicker, faster response as well. Uh, so other experience is at the beginning, because it, because of media coverage, I know everybody's, it is in everybody's mind. So at, at the beginning for immediate response, we would, PWRD would add, uh, like offer a solidarity grant of say 5,000 or 10,000 immediate relief, rapid response grant to the diocese if they are interested uh, to do the work. And then when, if it is agreed for for an appeal and if more response uh, like uh, donations come in, then that can be uh, channeled to the dioceses. As the as the donations come in right but the rapid response even before donations come in from the existing annual budget pwrd would provide that to the diocese so that they can do the immediate response uh, right. to, to, to facilitate that process but but also with the understanding that it takes longer mm-hmm. the process not only one really, but also recovery takes longer yeah
2: Interesting. So well, that's great. Yeah, thanks so much. Oh, my goodness. No, <laughs> thank, you, you yeah, <laughs> thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Robin. So insightful
0: and a pleasure. It an absolute delight. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you. It's been wonderful you. talking to you, Nava. Thank, thank, thank
1: you. Robin. <laughs> <laughs> you guys made me talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's our job. <laughs> that's <great>. thank, <laughs> thank you. Guys. You guys are awesome. Good questions. Great. Yeah,
2: yeah, good questions. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from PWRDF, you can follow us on Twitter at PWRDF, Instagram at PWRDF underscore just generation. And don't forget to check out PWRDF.org. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.